Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How you doing? How's everything going for you, man? Hey, got a nice little win on Sunday. Yes, you know, sir. nice little win. How's everything going for you this week? It's great. We we had, we had a nice win. Uh, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but uh, I don't know if you can see this. The uh, I got the Turkey Bowl trophy right here in, in my mitts. I was the uh, yeah. I wasn't the well, MVP. I, take- I was the captain, but I was the uh, yeah. I wasn't the MVP. We gave it to my receiver. Uh, well, <laughs> but yeah, got, got that under our belt. So it was it was nice to uh, uh to come away with the win on Saturday, and then come away with the win with our Chiefs on uh, Sunday. <laughs> hey, Marcus, listen here, man. Chiefs concerned. You are MVP, brother. Okay, all right. Let's just know that. All right, you're the MVP. So hey, regardless, of receiver got it. He had to get the somebody had to get the ball to him, and that was you. So. You know, that's what uh, uh, MD was doing. Marcus Dash was doing out there, baby. Yes, Should have seen the, the throws, the little, you know, sidearm throws and stuff, man. It looked like you and Patrick Mahomes were going to the same uh, a QB school. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually, uh, I, I tweeted at um, Patrick's, uh, his QB coach on Twitter. He liked my tweet, didn't respond back to it. I said, <laughs> I said, what, what, is, uh, what does Bobby Stroud think of uh, these throws? And he, he liked the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. was, he probably thought I was mocking him and Patrick, but I wish I wasn't at all. I was yeah. having fun with it. <laughs> he was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Hold on, is he? He's like, ah, no. <laughs> but yeah, it was good to come up with, with the win on the weekend. I mean, uh, you know, someone's got to cook. You know, you're cooking in the kitchen for Thanksgiving, making nice meals. I don't cook like that. So I had to cook on the fly football field. And so we, we, we both cooked this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. There we go. Yes, um, sir. So, did you do any uh, Black Friday shopping? I know we had a show Sunday, but I didn't get to ask. Did you do any uh, like Cyber Monday or Black Friday shopping for uh, the uh, upcoming holiday? You know what? Uh, I was looking, and I didn't purchase anything. You know, so no, actually, I, I take that back. I did. So I got, I think I bought like some shoes, maybe, <laughs> like some, you know, like 
some outdoor shoes, something like that, like, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, get around. Uh, that's about it. Other than that, man, I started thinking everything I was looking at, I'm just like, man, we got so much stuff here just to get rid of anyway. True. I hate just getting like, you look at my, my office, right? In my office, I got plenty of stuff. See, I, I and here's the crazy part. So you only see like right here in the back, you see some of my books on my, my bookshelf should be used for books. Right. Mm. But I, I have a, a shelf over here in front of me. It's filled with books. Another one filled with books in my room, filled with books in my, uh, uh, the other one's filled with books. It's crazy because I got all these, you know, I'm so people's like, man, I got all these book, you know, bookshelves and no books on here. But I got I got tons of books and I got some books. I got some books too. Mm-hmm. So that was it, man. But that the, the that whole Black Friday deal and stuff, uh there was something I missed I should have got, but other than that, man, I ain't really I ain't really care too much. Like I said, man, it's just it's it's all that hoopla, man. It's just go and get and you know, buy, buy, buy and stuff, you know, so I'm trying to get rid of stuff, man, instead of buying, getting, you know, so what about you? Uh, me, so my girlfriend and I, we did most of, we, we've done most of our uh, Christmas shopping. It's more like, like for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, I, I, I don't, I've never been one big fan of buying on those days just because like, you know, you know, my birthday's the first, second week of December, December 9th. I'm usually, I'm going I'm to get gifts that day. Then three weeks later, we have Christmas. So it's like, I'm not going to do it. I'll buy Christmas gifts if I see anything there, but usually throughout the year, if I see something for someone, I'll, I'll buy it then. And like, okay, I got this. That's their Christmas gift. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep it away till the holidays. So usually by the time cyber Monday and black Friday get here, I'm like, I'm already done with the shopping. I'm, I'm good. Um, and half that stuff, like you said, it, it's all a gimmick anyway. They get you into the store. You see all these commercials. Oh, they have this 90-inch TV that's, you know, $400. Come to the store and get that. They have one in there. The first person got it. Then you're in there in the store, and it's like you end up buying stuff that's not even on sale. That's how they, that's how they get half the, half the people yeah, who yeah. buy Friday shopping. Yeah. See, and, and I, you know, I thought about that, too, like Christmas presents. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I like buying Christmas presents that week or week before then. But you know, month out, I just like, oh my gosh, I got to put all this stuff up. And what if I change my mind? So I didn't really get any Christmas shirts with it. I'll just go ahead and pay. I get a little discount, I guess, for Christmas. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> well, and they do the Christmas sales all, all throughout the month anyway. And I, and I think actually, as you get closer to Christmas, you kind of see the, more of the sales actually because they're trying, they're just trying to get it off there. They're trying to get it off their inventory, trying to get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we've kind of worked over here, at least, you know, in my household. Um, uh, you know, trying to keep presence down to a minimum. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to help give to the, you know, less fortunate and whatnot and what Christmas is all about is yeah. giving, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. There's, uh, I have some family members in my family who don't like, uh, who <laughs> I, 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 I got a lot of crap for when we brought up the, the Christmas stuff about my, my brother's, uh, upset oh, yeah. find that gift. Uh, <laughs> but another brother of mine, this guy, uh, what he does is he looks at, he looks up the price of the gift that he, I, I hate this. We all make fun of him for it, but he looks at the price of the gift that, that uh, others give him. And yeah. then he equates that to how much he's paid for you. It's like, dude, like, don't, I don't look at gifts like the, the price. It's the thought behind the gifts anyway. You know, it's about right. giving is the main thing of Christmas, right? So I'm never right. thinking about, Oh, is my gift going to equate the gift that you got me based on the price? It's like, no, it's, Really not. I I I I saw this whatever whatever day it was during the year, and I was like, I thought of you, and I wanted to get that for you. I don't think about the price of it, like, and I'm not gonna be looking at my gift saying, oh, I spent forty on you. You better you better give me forty dollars or more, otherwise, 
we're, we're going out. We're going to the dollar store for your gift next year. I, I don't think like that. It's yeah. So he, he's he's trying to gift price matches is, is what he's doing then, huh? He's just like exactly. oh, okay. Oh uh, well, he spent you know uh, twenty five or fifty on this one, so I'm gonna get something closer to that. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. It's terrible. It, it, it's a, it's such a petty thing, and like, yeah, because because you know that that thought's going in his head as you're opening a gift, and you, you're looking at him it's like, oh, okay, well, I may have spent a little bit less than you than you did for me, but you know that thought's there. You're, you're gonna use that, right? Like, you know, you're gonna you like the gift, but. I don't know. Some people are some people are different, man. There's strange birds. Even if you grew up in the same household, it's different sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how much I spent on you, and this is what you get me. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. No, yeah. I, I've been I've been there when he's when he's dogged other brothers for uh, the, the the gift. I'm like, oh man, if he's dogging them. When I'm not in the room, he's probably gonna kill me for what I got him. Then. <laughs> oh shoot! Right. Yeah. Like you said, man, it's the thought that counts, brother. That's it. Exactly. The thought and, and the giving, because I, I you don't think about the the numerical values to stuff. It's like the, the thought and the giving aspect. I don't care how much it costs, or if it doesn't, if my gift's more than yours, I don't care. As long as you like it, and that's that's what Christmas is all about. Um, yeah. And obviously, giving back to the less fortunate, of course, too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so, as we talk about, um, so we have a special announcement before we get into the, the chief topics here. Uh, we've ta- told you guys we were going to be releasing merch, and so up on our website now, chief-concerns.com, we have our first. Uh, merchandise first product that you can go get for the holidays great stocking stuff or anything um uh, for the holidays um it's a chief concerns headband so if you want to look like patrick mahomes and rocking the chief concerns uh, headband out you could go for it now actually i'm gonna i'm gonna model one for you guys right here jd yours yours is on the way uh, okay yeah i like me some headbands man i love me some headbands i see you <laughs> yes sir yes sir that's some good merch right there, baby. It's really good merch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the chief concerns on it. There we go. So if you are playing any flag flag leagues, flag football, any exercise activity, any tailgates you're going to, this is the thing for you right here. You can get that on our website, chief-concerns.com. And also we have a little preview of something that will be coming out in uh, 2023, uh, some more merchandise. So you can get a nice little look at that too um, for what's to come with chief concerns. So, this is it, man. This is our first product out there. <laughs> yes, sir. Looks good. Looks great. Looks great. We gotta get them to our to our fans, man. Loyal people, loyal fans. You know for sure. And, and I know we've done we've done the live shows. I've been bringing out. I've been wearing the chief ones. That's where the idea came from. I was just wearing the chief ones, and then you know people were like, "Oh, I, I want to have it." I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "We should get chief concerns headbands." There you go. <laughs> So we hope you guys, uh, you know, uh, get get some of that for the holidays, and um, yeah, we look forward to everyone rocking out and everyone uh, lo- looking a part of the Chief Concerns Squad because everyone everyone's a part of it, not just, yeah. just me and Jamie. Everyone's a part of it. So lots to get into this week with uh, our Chiefs, um, and it, it was a fun week because, like, usually you know we're looking at different things, you know, injuries and you know all that, all that other stuff. But we got some, it was kind of like an off-season, a little mini off-season uh, acquisition uh, free agency for us this week with uh, Veach looking in the bargain bin to find some, uh, some some sale prices. Like he was going Black Friday shopping this week with a sale, the sale price he found with some of these guys. Um, so we're, we're going with the first one, probably the bigger name of the guys we signed this week. Um, so as we said, you know, Veach made some splashes. So offensive, we'll start with the offensive guys. So we end up signing Brian Edwards to our practice squad, receiver from uh, Falcons and the Raiders, th- third round draft pick uh, out of uh, South Carolina, um, big yeah. body guy, um, 
that was a solid name. Raider fans loved him two years ago when they drafted him. Um, obviously, didn't work out there uh, for whatever reason. But then we end up going to get the AFC West running back who's played with almost every team so far, and now he completes the trifecta. He just needs to play with the Raiders, and then he'll complete all four AFC West teams. So Melvin Gordon, former Charger, former Broncos. Yeah, okay. I mean, our running backs, we we have some of the best the best names in uh, in uh, on on a running back depth chart right now between Ronald Jones, Pacheco, Ch, uh, McKinnon, and now Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, obviously, people uh, make fun of his uh, you know not be able to the, uh, to hold on to a football, fumbles a lot. It's been kind of his thing, fumbleitis. Um, but proven NFL running back, solid. Um, uh, Broncos just cut him uh, recently, and we ended up jumping on him. So, JD, uh, when I texted you about this Melvin Gordon news, you were pretty, you, you were a fan of it. You really liked this uh, pickup. Um, so, I got to ask you, what are your thoughts um, on bringing in Melvin Gordon to this uh, already crowded running back room? Uh, so, you know what? I, I like the signing. I like the signing because uh, he just gives us another element in the backfield as far as, uh, you know, body wise. We know he's a proven uh, runner. Um, and also, too, you know, when when a guy has sour grapes leaving from a team like he has going from uh, San Diego to now, well, the Chargers and, you know, to uh, the Broncos to now here landing with the Chiefs, uh, you, you know, you give the guy incentive. That's what you're doing. You're giving him incentive to go get your other team, the one that got rid of you, to kind of run hard. It's, you know, he, he's always going to try to prove he's still got something in the tank. Uh, so I, I like you, man, as, as a body, you know, if he's able to give us something then yeah, he, you know, he's not the guy that obviously when we first seen him at the charges, when he first started, he's not that guy, but he's still an effective back. And so, uh, I, I think to be honest with you, uh, with Pacheco, what he's doing right now, uh, Rojo McKinnon, and then all of a sudden you got Melvin Gordon, it's going to be, you know, we'll see how everything is going to kind of play itself out. I, I'm, I'm still one of those things. That Rojo hadn't really had a full shot. I want to still see him in the game, getting a little bit more looks. But Melvin Gordon is a guy that you know is a proven guy that can run in between the tackles, who can get you some yards, uh, who can catch the football. Uh, and like you said, he's 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 a, a big name guy. He's a guy that, like I said, has been around for a while, uh, and we can utilize him if we need if need be. Yeah, I mean, and, and injuries happen in the NFL. So like having a guy like that who can come in in case something does happen, God forbid. But um. And this is something that I want to ask you this, because like through the years, you've seen, especially in the AFC West, when you still have games to be played, right? So let's say, you know, we have the Broncos. We have two games left with the Broncos. Obviously, we're not concerned about the Broncos. You know, they're they're out. They're not in the equation to win the AFC West. But we still yeah. have two games with them. I've always noticed this throughout the years where the Raiders would pick up a guy who used to be on our practice squad, or we would pick up a guy who used to be on the Raiders practice squad. After we were done playing them, we would end up cutting them. Yeah, is there something to picking up guys who play for another team to just kind of pick up any kind of information we can get on them and then do away with them? I mean, could you see that being a thing where we cut him shortly after the Broncos games are done? Well, like you said, I don't think it's anything significant. Like what we're we gonna learn from the Broncos? It's not like we're trying to get any, you know, intel as far as what the Broncos are doing. I mean, I think they're imploding right now as far as the team. Mm. Uh, but I think it's the good point is, like you said, it's all about injuries and what guys. Uh, happens in the NFL, and look, I'm, I'm gonna say this because I think this this is this is true. What I see now, uh, where you know when during my time running backs and kind of I, I guess this recently, where you start seeing a little bit more running backs by committee, uh, I think part of it has to deal with you know guys are getting hurt, right? You don't have the bell cow; it is a passing league, but also too, 
I think some of the backs down today is not as durable. It's not. You not you don't have a fullback in front of them. So now you guys running down here. It's a lot of more zone. You know these guys not having anybody leading up in the in the you know in the line for them. Uh, so that that could be a possibility. Guy getting hurt. We see Ceh right now. He comes in. He gets hurt. Gets dinged. So now all of a sudden, it's like, hey, let's have an extra body here. Let's have somebody that we know is proven that that can be the guy if we need to go to just in case something happens. McKinnon, was he was bang, banged up a couple of weeks ago. Didn't know if he was going to play and suit up. Also, too, we got to think about this. You know, Pacheco runs hard. He's a hard runner, okay? And so hard runners, they're going to get hit. But, you know, they can work for you or against you. He keeps running hard. Something happens. He gets dinged up. Now he's hurt. Who do we have? And so we don't want McKinnon running in the middle of it, you know, doing those things so he can get hurt because of his history with injuries. So Rojo's another back that you have that you can run. But then these things happen. It's just the NFL. These these things do happen. But I do believe there's something about behind this where sometimes the runners right now, running backs, are just not as durable as they used to be. And a part of it is where they weren't taking the hits. You're not running the ball 35 times a game. And so that I think that – that don't you know? It goes into maybe some of that durability and guys making in the league right now. And so, all the guys that we have on our roster. So we had to think about Melvin Gordon, McKinnon. Guys have been hurt. They've had injuries, you know, in the in, in the past. So, you know, we we got two guys, Rojo and Pacheco, that are hard runners. So we just had to see how that shakes out, man. But I, I don't mind it. I, I like the signing itself. But I do think some of it is, yeah. You get a guy that is playing in your division, kind of going to your main point. Uh, like I said, it's going to give them a little bit more hunger because you always want to go against the team that got rid of you. You know you're going to play these t- teams twice. And so if I could get something out of the guy, some motivation or whatever, going to run a little bit harder or tote the ball a little bit better than what he's been doing, why not do it going against your, your, your former team? Yeah. He's also 29 years old. I mean, I know running backs nowadays, yeah, they kind of have like that, that – uh, like kind of a limit, 30, 30, chef 31. Life. Yeah, chef life, chef man. Life, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and he's been used quite, I mean, yeah, he's pretty much been in a split backfield pretty much his entire career, you know, when Chargers, yeah, Danny Woodhead and him. Um, you know, there's also a few other guys in, the, in those uh, Chargers teams. And then with the Broncos, you know, he's been kind of split guy with other people. But, like, you know, he's he's getting old, he's getting older, but 29 is not bad. You can have him to kind of spill the, uh, the, spell the other guys. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see if he even makes the active roster. Right now he's on practice squad. Um, and hopefully, just to, just to kind of see him, you know, you know, he'll probably run his ass off, get him activated for that Broncos game if there is a need for it. I mean, I don't think we have a need for him to play in any of those Broncos games, but it'd be no. kind of fun to see him uh, to run against the Broncos because, I mean, b- b- based on the way they ended, there was a little bit of bad blood there when he uh, when he ended up leaving. Yeah, I, 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 but like you said, I don't think we, we necessarily had to utilize him. We, we, don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he's a good stash player. Somebody have same thing with uh, you know the guy uh, Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards is a guy that I know that we have uh, that just acquired. Who's a big body, six three two fifteen. He's got a lot of talent, but you have to worry about how come he's not sticking with these places that he's at, right? And the thing is, are we going to utilize a guy with that big body? And so I've always said this is kind of a, 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 a small guy, small athletes kind of offense because you'd run it to get open. Brian Edwards is a guy that is kind of like the big body, go up and go get it, kind of like an MVS, but much heavier, uh, you know, kind of post up. So, but he's a, he's a guy that you can have that, that's been playing, who, you know. So the thing is, 
you could put him in right now and let him run the offense and then bring him in, make him a couple plays if you need to. Yeah. So, and, and uh, we've talked about before, you know, with Brian Edwards' situation, things a little different than Melvin Gordon. You know, he's a young guy. You know, Raiders, Raiders loved him coming out of camp. Th- um, his rookie season, he started for them right out the gate. His rookie season, you know, for whatever reason, he didn't he didn't catch on there. They traded him to the Falcons. But Brian Edwards, I mean, that's a guy who, you know, for whatever whatever happened with Atlanta, he was only there for a, a little bit of time, but he was there for the Raiders for two years. Raiders have a track record for the last few years with that Mayock and Gruden regime where a lot of guys they drafted end up going elsewhere. I mean, we talked about the Tennessee Titans uh, uh, defensive line, Autry, Mario Edwards. All those guys have left Oakland or Vegas and have kind of blossomed in their other spots. A lot of guys, some guys didn't pan out, but some guys have left Oakland and the Vegas team that panned out elsewhere. So there is a possibility of that. I'm not saying Brian Edwards is going to be this, you know, renewed, you know, this great receiver for us, but there's there's a small chance he could be something. Well, I mean, but all of that is, is, it goes into your plan, right? So Mayock and and Gruden, they were, they had their plan and they had their own offensive philosophies on what they wanted to do with a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when it doesn't work out, of course, them, both neither one of them guys are, are there, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, having to say, hey, look, this is the guy that we want, you know, for the future. Mm-hmm. And other teams like, hey, man, shoot, let's use him. We can use this guy. You know, we was looking at him before. And so sometimes what you end up doing is you might catch a guy on the back end or something like that on passing and you go ahead and grab him. And so I think uh, Dallas might have been looking at him too. He was one of the names I think Dallas was looking at. Some other teams was probably, you know, possibly looking at. So the Chiefs got him. And so we was able to get him on a deal, get him over here. Then, you know, much better for us. And so I think now the most important point is uh, how do you utilize a guy like that for the season? And if you don't use him for the season, are you saying we, we, we're taking a step forward for next season, right? In the future. And so we don't have to keep going out looking for guys. We already got a guy out here that's learned the offense uh, that we we, uh, we we think that we could build something off. And so he might just be one of those guys, man. Uh, and and if that's the case, then so be it. Yeah, and, that, and that's great. We, we're, it's pretty much no no risk doing that. So, you know, it's a high risk, high reward. You know, the guy obviously has some upside, 4, 5, 40, come out of college. Um, six, yeah. And that, with that body, with, with that body and height, oof. Um, if he could pan out and stick somewhere, that'd, that'd be great if it's, if it's with us. Um, Dude, he, he's a big, strong receiver, and you've seen him in his running style. I, I remember him because, you know, of course, when you play fantasy, you start looking at guys like, okay, are they going to get this guy the ball? And so you know, I know they was trying to utilize him, put him in, and then all of a sudden it just didn't work. Mm. He's like, that guy, I'm like, okay, what happened? It ain't like they had a whole lot over there, so why are they getting rid of this guy, right? Yeah. So – yeah, uh, same with the, the Raiders in before Devontae Adams, they, uh, and then, um, uh, gosh, and then with the Falcons, yeah, there's really not much over there outside of Drake London uh, and Pitts. There's really not much yeah. there as far right. as receivers. Yeah, so, I mean, it ain't like they they slinging the ball around anyway. Mariotto's he's running with his legs, you know. So yeah, that's what, what 12, doing? they got the old JV offense throwing twelve times a game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we talked about uh, the offensive side of things. So defensive side of things, uh, Veach was sticking to it. The, the Black Friday shopping with Brett Veach, man, he found some deals. And I think this is one. And sometimes I have to say, when these things happen, I'm like, does Brett Veach watch our show? Because you, know, you and I were talking about getting a pass rusher. Uh, you know, that, that, you know, we, we were talking about for a while, then all of a sudden we end up getting Carlos Dunlap. You said we should go get Carlos Dunlap. Three weeks later, we end up getting Carlos Dunlap. Yeah. Um, and then we've been talking about for a while getting a D tackle in here, a run plugger. 
Because, you know, we also said bring up Danny Shelton. We never did, so I don't know what this means about for Danny Shelton. I, I don't know. There's a giant question mark with Danny Shelton. However, we ended up bringing in Brandon Williams, Missouri native. Uh, played for the Baltimore Ravens for eight years um, or nine seasons. Um, and then five of those years, um, his D-line coach was Joe Cullen, who's our D-line coach now. So there's the connection there. Oh, yeah. Run stuffing D-tackle. I think at about seven, he had about seven sacks in his career, but mainly a run stuffer. Huge. Enormous. Um, so with that, we signed to a practice squad, but Adam Schefter reported that uh, we have every intention of putting him on our active roster. JD, we've talked about bringing another DT to help Chris Jones alongside, especially to stop the run. Um, what was your thoughts and how happy are you that we finally got a veteran DT that we've been kind of calling for, for, for a good while now? Uh, man, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy with, you know, what we have. I'm happy that we went ahead and got this guy. Uh, you, you know, he's going to be a great addition to what we do defensively. And so uh, I think it's one of those things that was needed. You know, we talked about, you know, hey, uh, Saunders has been having a, a good season. Uh, he has spurts. Sometimes he, he comes out and he's showing really well what he's doing, right? And he's he's been he's been getting after it. I, I've been I, I've been pleased with his his ability and you know his uh you know his effort out there on the field. Uh, you know, but the thing is, we need more. I think we need a little bit more pressure. I think you know, obviously, we need a little bit more against the, the run. And I think because you had to think about, for one, this. Teams that's going to be going deep in the playoffs, especially now, they're going to be trying to run the football, okay? So let's just say, you know, Tennessee, okay? They're going to run the football. Uh, you know, the Bengals is another team. They're going to be running the football. If you think about it, the Ravens, what they going? they're going to run the football, right? And so we start looking into AFC, teams that are, you know, have a potential to kind of make it, it's like, well, shoot, who do we who do we have to stop that? Okay. And so you got to have the personnel to make sure that you stifle some of the things that they don't do. Okay. So you know, and, and it's just you you're you're quantifying and measuring what it is that you have to go against on offense. So defensively, it makes sense. It makes sense. First off, Joe Cullen was his coach, all right, for you know, what'd you say, five, six years? Five years, so, yeah. So he already knows the defense. He already knows what to do. He knows what's expected out of it. And he was a pro bowler. Uh, and I think he still got a lot more in the tank, man, to give, right? So you go get a guy like that. I absolutely love it. Uh, but, yeah, going to the AFC, the guy, you know, teams that you're playing, the only one I see right now that's kind of pass happy is it's going to be what? It's going to be Buffalo. Or, or Miami. Or Miami, right? It's going to be the two. But they do a little bit of run, and they run with the quarterback, at least with the, with the Bills, right? Josh Allen runs. So you stop that, you stuff him. You know, baby, you don't give him a lane in the inside. You know, you just keep him in that box. Don't let him get on the outside of you, man. Then, you know, that hurts him too. So, I mean, Miami's going to be one. Uh, they got Mossrit down there. They're going to try to throw the football, but we get some pressure. You know, just – and here's the thing, though. You, you let him get, like, double team, put some things on, and get some pressure on too if, if if need be. If that just happens to be the case, I think that's what you had to do. So you just got to think, you know, in the future what you're trying to do right now uh, with a guy like that. And I, I I love it. It's a great addition. We didn't get Sue. Sue goes up there to Philadelphia. My other team's like, oh man, right? He goes up there. But this right here, man, I'm I'm, I'm happy to stand on this one. Brandon Williams, man, is a great pick for us. Great, great guy to get here. And he's 
he's enormous, dude. I, what was he? Uh, I think I saw he's like three fifteen or something like that. I think he yeah, three thirty. I think it was three thirty. Yeah, three. Yeah, three thirty five. He's enormous. Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a big boy, and he a big boy. Yeah, he's gonna take up some space, man. Without watching his film, I just like this dude right here is gonna take up space. And the thing is, you don't want him to be able to get on to the second level. And so he's not able if he's holding up on the, the first level, he's penetrating. He's not let those those the guards and the centers get out there on the linebackers. And we know Bolton right now is playing at a high level, man. He's probably one of the best mics in, in, in the NFL right now. Seriously, bar none, seriously, when I'm thinking about him. Uh, and I'm not the only one that's saying this. So uh, you know, then gay, you know, those guys right there around him. Hey, it helps out with everything. Helps out with everything. We like our young secondary do they work as far as uh, uh, you know covering the, the the wide receivers, man? But you you have to stop their running game, especially like fourth quarter, being effective. That's one thing you got to be able to do. You got to be able to stop the run, and the, the game is won up front. I don't care what anybody says. Like you have the best receivers, quarterbacks, but you have to win the game up front on both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, and I think you, you, you bring up great points as far as like looking ahead, you know, because this is so what we're week twelve right now or uh, week thirteen. This isn't a, this isn't an in season thing. This is a, this is a look ahead type of a uh, acquisition. And you know, we talk. We we Schefter said it. We're picking. We picked him up with every intention of putting him on the active roster. Didn't say when, but obviously this is a playoff acquisition right here. And obviously this guy, veteran guy, he's you know you talk, we talked about in the offseason. A lot of these guys wanted to wait. They wanted to let things play out. So they can join up with a team that's going to be, you know, has uh, championship aspirations. Um, you break good points. You know, Miami. You think about Miami. I, yeah, they passed or passed happy team, but that's still the, uh, the the Shanahan offense where you got Jeff Wilson Jr. and uh, Raheem Moser in the backfield. Two good backs. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Tennessee, so. Baltimore, Josh Allen, Singletary. They don't they don't run that much, but Josh Allen runs enough. He runs a lot, man. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you stop some of the lanes of him running up the middle, then that, that's what you need. The guy's going to be able to push off, uh, you know, post guys all the way back there to the quarterback, which he has that in him, man. He, I mean, he's he's low to the ground, man. He's extended. He, so he does a great job, man, of getting his hands in there. Like I said, he's, I mean, he's, shoot, he's a pro bowler. Yeah. You know, so I think uh, he, he's going to give us a lot. He's going to give a lot up front. It's going to help out the defense uh, tremendously. Uh, with what his play is, no doubt about it. So him opposite to Chris, I love it. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a run defense that's not not last in the league. I know we talked about it, the concerns from our, our run D. I think we, we rank middle of the pack right now. So I mean, this is this is a good boost to, to have a guy who can you know, pl- plug the holes in the up front. Um, to have him, especially next to you know Chris Jones and our team as a whole, has been a re- great pass for us this year. So like this is the another thing thing we needed, and, you know, and we barely needed that. Right, it wasn't that big of a need, but. It's good that we, you know, can check off having a run plugger in the middle now. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so now we're going to uh, this weekend. Uh, we'll get to the predictions later, but for now, I, I wanted to talk to you about a few things that are going on, the drama that's going on with the uh, the Chiefs and, and the uh, Bengals. There's something about this rivalry. I think there's more to this rivalry, the Bengals and Chiefs, than there is the Bills. I know people want to say Chiefs-Bills is the biggest rivalry going on right now in the AFC. Yeah, I gotta say, after we lost to the uh, the Bengals in the championship game last year, had Eli Apple going online talking crap to Hardman and talking crap to Tyreek Hill, um, and then obviously Eli Apple ended up getting skewered in the Super Bowl by everybody in the entire league. But today, um, Justin Reed was asked about what he would do if he was playing the game last year. He obviously because he wasn't on our team. He talks about how he would lock up T Higgins 
And then he was like, well, number 88, whoever that is. Um, Jamar Chase sees that tw tweet. And he met Hayden Hurst because, you know, he'll be guarding, manning up against a tight end. But anyway, goes on Twitter. He uh, clarifies that he met Hayden Hurst. And he said, we'll be locking up anybody. It doesn't matter. Jamar Chase says, you want to put some money on it? Then, um, and then uh, Justin Reed responded back saying, uh, I'm glad I gave you guys uh, something to talk about or some uh, bulletin board material, but uh, let's do it. And then, you know, so that's um, that's that, that's where that beef is going on right now. So oh, obviously, yeah. all the things that's going on right now, you know, we talked about last year. You know, by the way, our defense is totally different last year. So that's just like to ask even to say, uh, what would Justin Reed do differently? Our entire defense is so new compared to what yeah, we yeah. had last year on the field. Um but last year, obviously, AFC Championship game, we looked lost in the second half. We lost that lead we had. Offense looked abysmal. Um, so, you know, Bengals 7-4 right now. They're competing for the AFC um, the AFC North with uh, the Ravens 7-4. Uh, both teams are. Um, this team looks like they haven't really missed a beat this year. Jamar Chase will be coming back after missing some weeks uh, with an injury. And then Joe Mixon will be coming back this week after being a concussion protocol. So what do we need to do to kind of um, – even out this uh, offensive uh, attack that the Cincinnati Bengals have this week. And are you okay with Justin Reed's comments? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, man. I, I don't mind a guy competing and saying that. I mean, he, especially him being like the captain of the defense back there. Uh, I don't care if it's Hayden Hurst or Higgins or if it's Mick. I don't matter who it is, right, or Jamar Chase, regardless of it. You know, you're playing secondary. You got to play confident, and you got to go ahead and you got to drop, you, you know, drop them. Let everybody know who you are. And it showed Higgins. I don't care if it's Hayden Hurst, Higgins, whoever comes over the middle is going to get it, going to catch it. So, regardless of who I was talking about, I just say the whole Bengals offense is going to see me. How about that? Just make it plain. And so, uh, the best thing, man, look, this defense is, is, is different from what we had. They beat us twice last year. Okay. And so, that, that's the thing about it. And, and the thing is, we we was beating them both halves. The first halves, we was beating them, drumming them. And so we let them off the hook. We let them off the hook. And so offensively, we're going to be different. Uh, I think we'll be able to move the ball. We don't have to just rely on, like, the one-trick pony, like maybe to Tyreek Hill. We got guys. Now we got a running back. We got a couple of running backs to run the football a little, little bit more effectively. Uh, so we're not a, we're not the same team. We're just not. And so I'm, I'm not really, you know, stressing about that. You know, the NFL, you're supposed to go out and compete. You're supposed to talk noise. You're supposed to go out there and back it up. That's what it's all about. So, I, I'm, you know what? Hats off to Justin Reed for going and standing up. Like, I don't care who it is. So, I could have said Hurst. Oh, did you get it wrong? Nope. I didn't get nothing wrong. Whoever <laughs> it is. Whoever heard it, let them hear it. So, hit dog hollers. So, if it hit any of them dudes, and let them know. But they come over at middle, what's wrong with me? Light them up. I'm gonna let them know. Come on through here. Come see 20. Come do it. So I'm all right with it. Uh so um, you know, we talked about how we didn't there's certain things that we talked about in that in that game where we didn't have a pass rush. We we, we talked about the differences, how much money we spent on our defensive line last year and how much they had spent on their on their guys. But you talked about they had guys who were relentless. Hendrickson, uh, or uh, yeah, Hendrickson and uh, and Hubbard. We yeah. We obviously made a lot of changes on our defensive line since then. You know, we we added we've added a lot of pass rushers uh, to this team, and you know, we you know in the, in the top end of sacks this year, top top ten um, in sacks. Um, what do we have to do this year to kind of make things uncomfortable for Joe Burrow and not let them kind of do what they want to do uh, and have their way against us like they did last year twice? Uh, Chris is going to get them down on the ground next time. 
<laughs> Chris didn't get him down. So we we gonna we gonna finish the plays. That's what we're gonna do. How about that? We're gonna finish the half. Like I said, we were beating them handedly the first half of each game. And so I think uh, you know, Spaz got a good game plan against them. I think he does. And now also too, when it was third and for whatever it was, 26 or something, they threw at one big bomb, you know, you know, maybe help over the top. We got better corners, you know, with the guys we got out there too. So it's just you know, I don't even look at what it was last year. We're just talking about this year. You know, what does your team look like this year, right? We're nine and two, they're seven and four. Uh, these guys, young guys, can't wait to play. They can't wait to play with against the Bengals. And up here too. So be excited, man. It's gonna be a good game. I can't wait. Can't wait. But nobody's backing up offensively or defensively against the Bengals. Not worried about that. Joe Burrow, too. He ain't even really been a, a topic of conversation. No. You know, he's just a name that's been coming up. Not taking anything from Joe Burrow, right? You know, uh, what they actually call Super Super Joe, <laughs> like Super Dave. Yeah, uh, Super Dave. You know, jump on that too. So, now look, all of them are good players. It's NFL, man. But look, we're looking to compete and win on Sunday. Period. That's it. Point blank. Let me let me say this though. So, look, I'm not like I said before. I'm not taking anything away from what the Bengals have. Right? I think we match up really well against them. I think we match up really well. They got Hayden Hurst, who's a very talented tight end. My, I'm a Hayden Hurst fan. Okay. I'm a Jamar Chase fan. I'm a Higgins fan. I'm a Mixon fan. I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I'm look, I'm a fan of, of NFL football players. If you a talented guy, I'm a fan of yours. I watch you, right? I'm don't uh, 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 you know, I got a couple of guys on my fantasy. So I'm gonna be looking to see what you're gonna do. Not this week. So, you know, you're gonna have to sit the bet <laughs> sit the bench with me this week on some of my guys. But the thing is, we match up really well, and I think we have the advantage. We have the advantage in coaching. We have the advantage in offense, uh, just on what we have, firepower, and I, we have the advantage defensively. And so I just look across the board, I just think that we're just significantly better than the Bengals, right? And so that translates to a win. That's what it translates to me. And so when Reed, we're talking about uh, uh, McDuffie, our pass rush now, our, our linebackers, we got a new uh, uh, run stopper, okay, all those different things like that is going to translate well. Chris is on a whole different level on his thing of what he wants to try to do. He's coming after Burrow. I'm telling you, he's like in his mind when he's talking about that's what he was thinking about all offseason. He's talking about going out there and go get Joe Burrow's dad. He's not going to let this go. And so I think, man, what we're going to be running on when it comes Sunday is the two losses. We let these jokers off the hook. I think it's what it is. So they know they got to finish plays against these guys. And not to mention, I'm going to go back to what they were talking about last week. They didn't think they had a great outing against the Rams. They just didn't. They was like, we should have blew this team out. We should have. We might have lost a little bit of focus. But especially now, let's show everybody that we're serious about this. We're focused up. We're going to go in here. We're going to go in and destroy the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm here for it. I'm here all for it, man. So uh, if you think the Chiefs are serious, watch this Sunday and see what happens. Yeah, and I think the um just to piggyback off what you said, like you know, we've talked about before, you know, in, in my other podcast with Eric Snow, um, we talk about basketball. Oh, he always says, and, and you guys, and you says before, it's really difficult to beat a team two times in a row, but beating a team three times in a row, that's a whole new ball game to to, to, to try and do that. And I mean, and you say it's a different team, right? It's a, it's a different team than last year's team, but still. Oh, yeah. though, it's tough to beat a team three times in a row. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit? Well, three times in a row in a season, definitely, because then, you know, it's, you're not throwing anything new to them, right? 
But now where you, you're sitting there, you got different personnel. That's what makes it difficult. And, and I'm saying this because where the difficult the difficulty lies in, if you're doing it in one season, because you've probably seen all the playbook, you've seen all the defense fronts, you know, you, you know the personnel, that's what makes it difficult in a year, right? I, I completely agree with that, okay? Mm. Especially the caliber guys and teams that we have playing. Now, especially this year where I said there's new personnel things, there's things you have to learn. And they keep asking, hey, what would have happened with you if you was here last year? Well, look, I wasn't here last year, so I don't know what I would have done. All I can tell you is what's going to happen on Sunday when we play them, okay? I can tell you about that. You can write about that. I'm not going to talk about ifs and buts and what could have maybes and happened and stuff like that. Well, shoot, what if I was two inches taller? What Then what, right? We ain't going to go through that. Yeah. So I think those questions, you know, when people say that, man, it's just silly to me. Like, why go through that? The possibilities that wouldn't happen, yeah. right? So we can only talk about now what we have right here in the room. That's all we're going to concentrate on. In in the in the DB room or the wide receiver room, that's what we're talking about. So other than that, all these other questions y'all got going on, man, hey, leave that alone. Yeah, silly, silly questions like that. That's why, like you know, people get mad at like players, like you know, after the game and stuff. You know, when players have like weird responses, you see the NBA every night. Uh, but like when players have responses, like kind of like you know, curt responses to uh, to reporters and they ask dumb questions, like. Come on, yeah. man! Really, you're asking me what would I what would have been different if I played last year? Come on, this is a stupid question. Like, well, why? And right, and it's, it's I don't know. Realistic. We would have won, right? We'd have blew them out by the twenty. How you? What you mean to say? Yeah. yeah. Or now we would have lost even more. Look, you know. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Yeah, I just. And then he answers a question, which gets you know blown up on Twitter, and now they have bulletin board material because you asked a really stupid question where he just literally said like, "I can tell you what I'm going to do this weekend." You know, number eighty-eight. Um, which neither guy was on the team last year. Reed nor Haiti was on the team last year. So <laughs> right. Asking the question, answering the question properly. It's a stupid question, but yeah. Reporters guy, you know, it's, they got they got they got to be different. And I, I've been I've been asking those questions for the players. Like you you want to ask a question because everybody else has asked a question. You know, you've been you've been part of the scrums where you're you're getting asked a question. But as a reporter, you see everyone asking a question. Like I need to get in on this, uh, but there's everything's already been asked before. Uh, let me try to be uh, creative with my response or my question. And then you ask that stupid question. It's like what? Yeah, come on, man. Like, okay. Matter of fact, I'm not going to ask you to next any more time. You done. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where you just go next. Uh, you look at somebody yeah. else. What? Okay. <laughs> What's that with the one with the uh, uh, Westbrook? What? Really, bro? Like, you know, it's just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love the NBA ones because they do this every night. So they get really kind of annoyed when they, the certain certain reporters who are following them around all over the place ask them questions. They're like, all right, like, Okay, man. Is, is what you're gonna do every night now? Just dumb questions. Okay, next. <laughs> um, okay, so final topic. I think I know where you're headed with this one, just based on that that last segment. But uh, Chiefs are traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, they are a two point favorite at Cincinnati. I believe it's the uh, highest uh, over under of the weekend. Uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City. Uh, so they expect a high scoring affair. Um, yeah. which, I mean, I think that bodes well for us. Um, or depending on how you look at it, you think it bodes well for Cincinnati. But, um, J.D., who do you have uh, in this game on uh, Sunday? Uh, so, obviously, I got the Chiefs. Uh, I just I believe what we're going to do uh, as far as going out there on the field is going to finish the game up. You're going to be focused up and going in and, uh, and handle business. And so – Right now, my thought process, high scoring game, I think it's gonna be 35 to 24. That's where I'm gonna be at. Oh, wow. So 
yeah, I, I just I think our defense is going to hold up. They've been doing excellent all year. Uh, they're getting all the firepower back, and they're going to need it. They're going to need it to try to stay in the game with the Chiefs. But in their in their in that house, thirty five twenty four. I think they're going to put on the show offensively and defensively. Um. So I just checked it. So the, the, the spread's actually gone down. We are now a minus one and a half. We are a one and a half point favorite against the, uh, the Bengals now. So it's gone down from two to one and a half. Um, no, the total points for that game is 53 points. So they, so you have it at 59. So you got a, a little yeah. bit over. Um, yes. that one. Yeah. That's, that's the highest total for the weekend by, by <laughs> interesting. That's the highest point total for the weekend. Uh, the closest one is uh 51 and a half. That's uh Detroit and Jacksonville. They think that's going to be a high scoring affair. 51 and a half points for that game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but those two games will be the offensive uh, offensive explosions. I will say this is a game that should have been uh, a flex game. I don't know why they didn't flex it to a Sunday night game. Cincinnati, I know we've had a lot of games that are, you know, could be prime time games, but this is definitely one of them. It's a rematch the AC Championship game last year. I don't know, I don't know how this wasn't uh, a prime time game. Yeah. Shoot. What time is the game supposed to be? Uh, it's four oh four twenty five. Okay, all right. Well, it's the it's the uh, it's the main uh, uh, Tony Romo Jim Nance game on uh, yeah yeah CBS. So I mean you you I mean you have that I mean it's that element of it though but yeah yeah, yeah I believe the, I I, well, I saw a map earlier every every pretty much every market is getting that game besides the uh, on the West Coast uh, they get the they get Raiders and Chargers for the for the four twenty five slot for that CBS. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Oh man, that's terrible. Uh, you know, obviously, yeah, Raiders fans obviously are gonna be happy about that, but yeah, the whole rest of America gets the uh, the the real show at the four twenty five. Oh yeah, <laughs> but all right. So JD, so JD has us uh thirty five twenty four, and I'll probably go with that. I, th- I think it's I, I think it'll be I think we cover the spread um thirty five thirty one. Yeah, I think a little bit closer. They maybe get a a touchdown at the end. It doesn't matter much, and then we just sit on the ball. Um and. uh yeah, you, uh, you think uh, Pacheco has one of twenty carries again? Or is it gonna be more uh, well bound, uh, more or uh, fifteen type carries game for him? You know what? If, if they they do the you know spying, Patrick, I think you got to run the football. I think you have to. I think you, it's one of those things you have to make sure you got to establish a run against this team. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I'm just going back from memory. I think we had a pretty good out and I guess running the football. And then we we stopped. Then we and it was like, wait, wait a minute, hold on, what are we doing? Stop running the football. And it yeah. was just like, you know, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And we kept deciding to pass it. And that's what happened. We didn't score down on the the, the goal line, which we should have probably did, and we didn't. So, yeah, because I, I remember you. I I, I remember the, I remember this because you and I were texting about uh, the uh, the game at that point. Um, yeah, McKinnon 12 carries 65 yards, five and a half yards of carry. Uh, CH six carries 36 yards, six yards of carry. Um, so yeah, we we work in we work in a lot, getting some work, man, getting some work. So now, yeah. now we got that, uh, you know, a hard hat in the backfield, man, running the football. So yeah, yeah, uh, that bat that battering ram. So yeah, that'll be, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think I think we win this one, and I, I hope everyone enjoy enjoys the uh, the game. Everyone can. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of crap talking from the fans on uh, on Twitter after the game, regard win or loss. I've even seen some Bengals fans starting to comment on our YouTube videos about uh, you know stuff from like weeks ago that had nothing to do with the Bengals. <laughs> so uh, this is gonna be an interesting one this weekend. 
Um, oh, yeah. Now, nah, ready for it, man. You ready? Yeah. Revenge time. Revenge time. Let's go. Let's go. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys on Sunday right after the game. Um, yeah. Then uh, you'll have me, Lance, and uh, JD here to talk to you guys and uh, hopefully celebrate the uh, the dub. Oh, man. I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, a couple of people that sent me out there. Fans for good. Uh, Marissa for the $5 donation on Tuesdays and Lexi for, you know, sharing it with me. You know, get a chance, go out, man, uh, send some money, $5, what you have in your pocket, you know, for these worthy calls. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, Kingdom Queens do a great job supporting them as well as far as, you know, podcasts and whatnot. Hey, just want to show some love. Let y'all know that we are listening. We are watching. Okay, we are here out supporting you all. So let's go, Chiefs. Let's get it. Let's get it, baby. We'll see you guys Sunday. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.